Spider-Man Comes Home, but for how long? We discuss the future of the wall crawler in the MCU and the rest of the nerd news you need to know on episode 24 of the Hella Nerdy Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Hella Nerdy Podcast. I am Adam and that over there in the very awesome Sriracha shirt is Andy. Hello. Hola. It, you would appreciate the shirt no, more. I guess it would be from Thailand, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know uh, how to say hello so yeah, no, sorry, sorry, you got me. You got me. Um, anyways, uh, here we are. We're back again after a short break. Uh, it was... Uh, it was actually fortuitous, I think, and you'll find out why, obviously, in the in the as we get along with the show here, that we took a it took an extra week off because so many things happened in that week. All the things. It was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy week. I had a rundown written, and it was just mostly thrown out the window after that last yep. week happened. Um, one thing I wanted to note here, uh, it is, it's been a year and a day. Since we re- we recorded our very first episode of this Hooray. show, so we are cel- we're a year old. We're celebrating our one year anniversary. Well, I'll drink to that. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to that. Oh, we haven't even introduced this. Beer I yet. know. Early cheers on that one. Cheers again, anyway. So cheers to us. We'll cheers again. Yeah. Hold on. I'm drinking now. This is our show. <laughs> this is our show. Damn it! You can't tell us what to do. That's right. We do what we want. We do what we want. Uh, and by now, you should know that, really. Um, so yeah, so very exciting. Uh, I'm glad that we've made it a year. Um, Me too. It's been a crazy year. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. It's like wild to think how fast it's flown. It like really. We, like I feel like I still remember us talking about doing the first one and being like, oh, "Dude, we should do it." Yeah, we we definitely need to do it. And then like being like, oh, "How was that?" And was this very good? And we're so fresh. And they're like, "Oh, it's new. We just got to do it, man." Yeah. And now we're just like, "Yeah, we're doing this like all the time." Yeah. It's, it's, it's old been, hat now. It's been fun. It's been a really. It's been a really good time. I'm glad we. I'm glad we actually decided to do it and didn't do that thing that I like to do, which is talk about doing a thing yeah. and then not actually doing it. Exactly. We followed through. <laughs> Good for Hooray. us. We're adults now. Hooray. Yay. Good for us. We got 24 of these things to back it up. 24 plus a giant uh, review of a giant movie. So That's actually true. technically 25 episodes. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And we'll have even more. We will. Reviews and episodes. We will definitely have a lot more of that. Um, yeah. So... As usual, I want to get to our beer of the week. And like a big dummy, I didn't write it on the rundown. So I'm just going to read off this can here. <coughs> so uh, the uh, the beer today comes to us from Omni Brewing, which is here in the cities. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what town it's in, if it's in Minneapolis it's or not. It's north of Minneapolis. Okay. I want to say Maple Grove. Maple Grove, something wrong. like that. Okay. I could be wrong about that. Omni Brewing is, is known for killer, killer IPAs. Maple Grove, I called it. Maple Grove, very nice. So Omni's known for really killer IPAs. Um, one of my favorite is called they have is called Fad, so F A D, and it stands for freaking awesome or freaking awesomely delicious, mm. which is great. The one we're drinking, it's drink- just a fad though. It's just a fad. It's a passing thing. The one we're drinking tonight is called the next episode. Um, it's got a bit of a hip hop theme. So if anybody knows uh, a little bit of Dr. Dre, uh, and I think Snoop is on that song, um, and Nate Dog, rest in peace. R I P. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Nate Dog, uh, and this is a double New England IPA uh, featuring Belma hops, and it is quite lovely. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I like it this a lot. Is, yeah, it's quite refreshing. It is. It's um, it's a nice balance between you know because it's a New England IPA. Sometimes we've talked about this on the show with other ones before. Sometimes they can be big old orange juice bombs. 
Yep. And I guess All maybe the citrus. Yeah, I guess sometimes I'm kind of in the mood for that. Sure. But uh, this is balanced out. Middle of summer. Middle of summer is a good time for those citrus flavors. Yeah. This is balanced out with a nice level of hops. So it's it, it sits kind of firmly between like a West Coast IPA and a, a New England IPA. Yeah, for it's me. really crisp. Yeah. But it's not like, yeah, it's not a punch in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's not a punch in the mouth. Exactly. You have to excuse me. I've got my annual, uh, I can't get rid of this cough cough. So every once in a while, I may move with <laughs> like that. Cough cough. I have not been smoking, um, nor have I ever been smoking. So... It's not emphysema, I'm it's pretty true. sure. Yeah, <laughs> we hope. We're going to keep drinking beer until it's gone. Yep, that's the cure. Uh, I've been told just drown it in alcohol and yep. it will be just Bury fine. Bury it down deep. <laughs> you mean like I do with my feelings? There's citrus in this. This is good for you. It's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of vitamin C in There's this. There's water. Yeah, a lot of water and vitamin C in this beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a health food. Nine out of ten leading doctors would recommend. <laughs> you know, you could probably leading sell, doctors. You could probably uh, convince people of that. I don't think people would argue. People will believe anything. Yeah, it's true. We're we're all pretty stupid. <laughs> Not all of us. A lot. A lot of people are pretty. I stupid. mean, we were all convinced that Spider Man was never coming back ever again. We so were. We so Sorry, were. Although, I just took care of that segue for That's okay. <laughs> An excellent segue. You wanted me to move on, and I appreciate that. No, 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 no. I just like couldn't resist because it was right there. It was good. It was good. I, I'm, I'm glad you walked through that open door. It's important. Also, I've been itching to talk about Spider-Man for like the last week. Right. So weeks. so if you, if you listen to the last couple of episodes, you heard us bemoaning uh, the loss of Spider-Man from the MCU. And Can you please say bemoaning? One bemoaning. Bemoaning. <laughs> bemoaning um and and sony's uh lack of intelligence um in their in their moves to take spider-man away from the mcu now like we said before disney was a part of that but um and i think i said on the last one that we would not talk about spider-man again unless unless the miracle happened and lo and behold in the week we took off the miracle has happened spider-man is back in the mcu go I was joking earlier that I think it'd be really great if the third Spider-Man came out and the title was Spider-Man 3 Web of Lies and that's just the whole thing or like sub subtexts, you know, let's let's play together or something, you know, like yeah. play nice. I was thinking of I was thinking more cuz you got the take off on the home name. Yep. Cuz it's got to have home in it. So right? I was thinking something like uh homies. Some- <laughs> it's got we gotta have spider homies now yeah i was thinking like a real home or something like that but i don't know um home, I, I home for christmas <laughs> the, it's the, gonna come up for december the funnier one was the the meme that was going around online when he when he was out of the mcu and it was spider-man homeless yeah which i thought was pretty <laughs> funny um that was pretty good i'm pretty sure peter has been homeless in the comic books <clears throat> at least a couple of times oh yeah definitely yeah. he's been broke enough to yeah, be homeless he's, for he's sure down on his luck a lot so he's, been, he's slept on a lot of couches it would not it would not be out of character for him to be homeless in the mcu yeah i actually it, the serious title i think is <coughs> excuse me i actually think the real title is going to be spider-man uh, no way home Ooh. um just based on what happened at the end of far from home um and the fact that he'll kind of have to be he'll kind of have to sever ties and be on the run and you know that's not a bad way to look at it i also like the idea of yeah him being on the run now that he's been outed uh when you said that just now it also made me think of another possible title that would probably just pull at all of my heartstrings but 
There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Would be really great. It would be. It'd be a little. I don't think it's gonna happen. No, but I, you know, I can I, dream. I wonder if they'd have to like pay royalties for that. <laughs> That's a good question. <clears throat> probably not. MGM. Probably not. Yeah. At this point, probably mm. not. I don't know. It's hard to say. We'll, just, we'll, we'll call up the Wizard of Oz people and see yeah, if we can find out. They'll drop a house on Venom and his feet will curl up <laughs> so that Peter can have the ruby slippers. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> so I think what this shows us is the power of negotiating in public. Yeah. Um, or how how public your negotiations are with the internet. Well, yeah, but I mean, so what I've read online is that these discussions to have this deal worked out started as far back as D23 when all of this started to go down. So, oh. you know, we, well, no, it went down at Comic-Con, didn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. before D23 that they were initially like, no. But D23 was over a month ago now. Yep. So, so they've been talking about this for a while, which means right. they've essentially been just feeding us either lies or misdirects via the via the the media well, and it could ever just, since it could have just been yeah it could have just been back and forth or the whoever the media was actually talking to were the mm-hmm. wrong people wrong parties involved you yeah know, we don't even know who was really involved in all the negotiating in the That's, first place yeah. right but <clears throat> i don't i don't know i i kind of i personally didn't want to call it over like no. even, even when they said it was over i didn't feel like it was over yeah I didn't feel like it was totally over either. Yeah, it definitely could have been. I believed that it could have been, but I wasn't going to believe it for myself until like they had started making movies and it wasn't going to play out that way anymore. Right. Yeah, I I um I was always going to hold out hope. Yep. But, you know, um if it had gotten to if it had gotten to a year, year and a half, you know, things would start being start being in production and stuff mm. like that. Then I think at that point we'd have to yeah, sort of be right. But they're going, they're going ahead with it. Yeah. But this, but this thing happened with the quickness. I mean, yeah. This like, like all of a sudden, just one morning, I'm kind of curious how the, like <clears throat> the, I don't know. I get, I don't want to say backfire, but I guess like the backlash from, from people, from people of all walks of life, not just fans, but like, you know, uh, companies and like the negotiating that was going on or that was being talked about in media how media reacted to it in general things like that i'm wondering how much of that actually influenced the final decision here i'm assuming not too much but mm-hmm. but i think i never think know. The, i think the backlash was something that sony kind of hope so that's something that sony couldn't couldn't turn a blind eye to. I think all the fans would be really pleased to know that they're being heard. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I mean, it's not going to work in every case, right? I mean, not every show can get saved. Not every movie or deal can get turned around just because the public doesn't like it. But it's Spider-Man. But it is Spider-Man. And, 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 you know, it was so immediate. Yeah. You know, when that news hit, it was like, boom, the internet was wave. It was like Voltron combining, (laughs) you know, to take on Sony and all form the head. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so and it wasn't just it wasn't just fans either there it was other actors in the MCU it right. was other executives from other companies and comic book people and writers and mm-hmm. stuff all just sort of That's true. hitting Twitter going this is but that dumb. we saw something similar when they were when James Gunn was fired true. you know like there that kind of backlash or that feeling of like oh you know come on you guys like what do we really want and I think another big part of it is just the 
the testament to, I guess, like how in the public eye this kind of stuff is. Like, I don't know. I feel like this is just so different from any other era of like movie making. Almost definitely. Right? Like yeah. how many movies in the in the past have had all of their behind the scenes like negotiations or production information, stuff like that being sent out and like every little detail is being, you know, analyzed all the time. Well yeah. By everyone. I mean it used to be it used to be that they would actively well for the longest time, no one paid much attention to this kind of stuff, right? Because it w- because no one was leaking it, and then people started leaking bits of it, and so the movie studios tried to get very secretive about it. Now I feel like the studios and the executives have turned it on its head, and they're just using it for their own benefit. You know, right? They 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 said to themselves, "Look, there's going to be leaks. People are going to talk. Things are going to come out. Mm. So let's and let's use it as a tactic now. Yeah. Let's just take what." what we have no control over anyway yeah. and impart some control over it. It's politics. <clears throat> yeah, very much, mm. very much, mm. which is sad, mm. but you know, in this case it worked out in our benefit. Um, I think so too. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. Oh, I can't I'm, wait. I'm really excited. I mean, I remember like when the first not true, <laughs> you know, leaks were coming out of like, Oh, it's back. He's back. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. They were talking about like him teaming up with the fantastic four and the X-Men and all this stuff. And I was just like, I'm just so happy. <laughs> and then it was all like, Nope, that's all bullshit. It's all, like, it's all uh, crap. Yeah. Dreams crushed again. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I can't, could not be more excited. So the, as, as far as details are concerned um, of the deal, so the deal includes one solo film, so obviously Spider-Man 3, whatever that's going to be, and one other uh, appearance in the MCU. Um, any thoughts on what that other appearance might be? I have no idea, but I'm kind of thinking it's going to be something Avengers level, okay. maybe. But I would also be thrilled to see him show up in Doctor Strange, because That'd anytime be cool. Spider-Man interacts with Doctor Strange, it is wonderful yeah it's just really really entertaining he quips and dr strange is like this is all really weird and strange hmm. and spidey is like this is all really weird and strange and i'm super anxious about it yeah and scared and so i'm just gonna quip <laughs> and it's really fun yeah yeah that would be fun to see I, I do wonder though like with scarlet witch in that movie if it's gonna be a little bit packed could be um i think it's gonna be a fantastic four Ooh, that'd be great. He's got such a long history with them. But that'd be really soon too, right? Yeah, twenty probably twenty twenty two. Yeah, I suppose. If they do one every year, right? Yeah, I mean the they've not announced be twenty twenty one. Yeah, they've they've announced things through twenty twenty one. They've not announced anything beyond that. Right. So that's that's fair. Well, no, that's not true. They actually they um Black Panther two is twenty twenty two. Right. So he could we'll show see. up in there. He could. He could I, definitely show up in there. It'd be I. Yeah. Somebody floated the idea of him showing up in the Ms. Marvel show. Oh, okay. Which could be cool. I think that'd be awesome. I don't know that. I don't know that they would use his one other appearance in a show. Yeah, I feel like that would be maybe something that could like add to the one other appearance. Yeah. I I do I I really hope we're not back in this place again. Yeah. In a few years, Um, like right in the middle of it would be horrible. mm -hmm. It's just. It would just be, it would be unfortunate. And I think, so I think what, what this does is it buys a lot of time for multiple things to happen. Yep. 
one, obviously it buys the MCUP folks enough time to get him involved and keep him involved. You know, they could play it out, right? Maybe they put him in his own movie and then they don't use him again until like 2024 or something like some crazy, which would be nonsense. You'd want him back on the screen yeah. early, but, um, but it, it allows them to reinch or keep him in the, in the MCU. But then it also, it also allows Sony to continue doing their things. Mm-hmm. Their Venom 2, uh, Morbius, there's even talk of a, a Madam Web that is announced movie. So, you know, those kinds of things could definitely lead to storyline explanations about why Tom Holland as Spider-Man exists in one universe and then could suddenly, you know, be ported over thanks to Doctor Strange and sure. the multiverse of madness. Exactly. You know, into an, the Sony verse, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. And maybe it gives them time to work out a better long term deal or that kind of thing. Or, yeah, which is what I'm hoping for, uh, it gives Apple enough time to buy Sony. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think they'd be really, oh, that'd be like just a cherry on top of the Sunday, right? Like, there's so many things that I want out of that deal. And now that they're moving forward with it, you know, the, the different kind of Easter eggs are just like the fun things that can happen with, with Peter's character. But I think there's, there's something about that. I don't know, even, even that Sony verse, the kind of idea that mm-hmm. it makes it almost more like the comic books in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like what you're saying. Like he goes kind of back and forth a lot. He's got his own universe. That's he, that's why he's the biggest. He's Spider-Man. Right. But he also interacts with all the other big players on the regular. Yeah. So it would kind of make sense for him to be able to be like, all right, I'm going to be over here doing my own thing. And then when something big happens and everyone's like, uh, we need you. And then he comes and is like, all right, I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah. I do. You know, if, if, if Apple doesn't buy Sony pictures, which Mm -hmm. is heavily rumored, but we'll see. Um, I do hope that this gives everyone a little breathing space so that they learn how to play nicer together. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of what, Part of this deal is is uh, a 25% co-financing deal. Right. So uh, originally, the reports were that Marvel wanted 50-50. Yep. Um, but Sony agreed to them co-financing and taking home yep. 25% or roughly 25% of the of the profits. So, yep. Which um, is still more than what they were getting before? Well, yeah. Before, um, Disney was only getting 5% of the profits. Yeah. Because Disney owns the the full merchandising rights the yep. full licensing rights so yep. they still own that all of that all that money goes straight to disney no matter what yep. so you buy a spider-man action figure or a t-shirt that yeah. is disney's money but i think sony realized that these movies make so much cash that even giving up 25 percent of the of the profit mm-hmm. you know while also of course seeding 25 percent of the cost of making the movie to disney yep you know um, is a good deal for them financially. Yeah. You know, if, if if every Spider-Man movie makes a billion dollars, which it probably will, mm-hmm. they're still gonna be they're still gonna come out like bandits. Yeah. You know, in a in a in a time in Hollywood when these are the only kinds of movies that make that kind of money. Oh my god. You know. Yeah. So. Disney um, movies. Disney movies. Yeah. Just just Disney movies, and that's it. Um. So I still stand by the uh, the idea that eventually we're just gonna be calling them Disney's. And not movies. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they used to be moving pictures <laughs> in Technicolor, but now they're going to be Disney's. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm the, why you're not, not? You're not going to get me to argue. I mean, I think that's. I'd also like to see him show up with Deadpool. Well, yeah, everybody. So would, if there right? was like a Deadpool MCU, 
and uh, Spidey gets to show up, then I would love that. Absolutely. Would be amazing. But any chance for him to kind of interact with those other big players? Because that's the thing. Is like I love Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I love who he is by himself, on his own, in his own element, right? Yeah. But when he gets to interact with those other big players, you really get to see him shine. Yeah. Well, because he's very different. Yeah. Just personality-wise. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also, like, totally kind of... He's... um. He's, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? People underestimate him constantly. Sure. Yeah. Right. Cause you see that all the time in the Avengers movies yeah. and civil war and in, you know, infinity war and Endgame. like, you know, people were like, does he even realize like how strong he is? You yeah. know, he's like, he's yapping his mouth the whole time and won't shut up. And people are like cracking jokes about him, but really he's like kicking ass from start to finish yeah you know and yeah. i don't think he even realizes it a lot of nope. times he's just like i'm just doing what comes naturally yeah you know but that's kind of the beauty of his character in a lot of ways definitely i just want more of that yeah more I, and more i totally agree um it's a very exciting time i i i did not i wanted it to happen yep i thought the possibility exists for it to happen at yep. some point but i did not think we would sit here you know uh, on what September 30th yep and be talking about this yeah this soon it's nice to see that it's it's moved I guess it's, it's moved quickly uh, I have a question for you mm. what do you think of Tom Holland showing up in the Spider-Verse movies like an animated oh like an animated Tom Holland the Tom Holland Spider-Man <clears throat> I think that'd be amazing I think th- there's I don't know there's a part of me that kind of wonders how interconnected the Spider-Verse is going to be from to all of the other Sony movies going right. forward because it's so popular. Right. Right. And it seems like a move that would make sense for them where they have like Tom Hardy's Venom show up and then Morbius or something. Also Morbius being tied to Blade at some point would be yeah. really good. Like they did in the Fox uh, animated series. That was the one time where Spider-Man and Blade made a guest appearance because Morbius was there. He's a vampire. Blade kills vampires. Um, also Madam Web. Yeah. Did you see the... I, I totally missed this when I first watched Spider-Verse, but did you see the Easter egg for Madam Web in there? No. So there's a scene. It's it's. I, I saw a Reddit post about it, actually, but there's a scene where Miles goes back to get the spider suit for the first time. Mm-hmm. He goes back to make his own spider suit. And Aunt May, the... I forget which continuity it is. It's a different... It's the one where miles is from yes it's that ant man yes she's also responsible for all of like peter's tech and stuff or helps him with all of his tech yes and then helps miles right she's in the chair and she turns around and she says you know it's about time you got here or whatever and she's drinking tea or something but behind her is very clearly a series of monitors and they're all forming a web shape right behind her which is very reminiscent of madam web who kind of resembles Aunt May in that a little bit, yeah. In that part, yeah. So I would be curious to see if there's like some some kind of plot developed there in that Spider Verse continuity where she becomes Madam Web, or maybe she already is to a degree. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I did not know about that, and I think that could be totally awesome. I want more. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the idea. <laughs> they, I, I've heard the idea for the the Spider Verse animated stuff uh, floated where they would bring back. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I think that'd be amazing. Which I think would be so much It'd fun. Be so fun. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm in. Look, the on the CW they're gonna do that Crisis on Infinite Earth thing. Yeah, and we're gonna get Brandon Routh as <laughs> right. as uh, Kingdom Come Superman. Yep. You're gonna get Tom Welling from Smallville back. That's right. Yep. 
and I'm actually pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Linda Carter, and we're gonna get all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, why not? Yep. Why not do it? Exactly. It'll be super super fun. Um, another thing that's gonna be super super fun and came completely out of left field. I, I honestly, on the list of things that I thought would happen in the next, uh, I don't know, five to ten years. Kevin Feige doing a Star Wars film is not one of those things. I know. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. Really, really excited. Yay. He's doing a Star Wars. I, I was excited when JJ first signed on. Mm. When JJ was doing it, I was like, okay, this is going to be gonna good. Be badass. <clears throat> but now I'm like, oh, I'm over the moon. Yeah. I'm over, and that's no moon. <laughs> I see what you did there. I am stoked. Like, <clears throat> I didn't even think I needed that until I heard that it was happening. Right. And also, who would think? Because he's a really busy guy. He is very busy. He's According so busy. to Sony, too busy to do <laughs> Spider Man. Way too busy. Can I just play the clip of you saying Kevin didn't do all the work like every episode, please? <laughs> every single time. It's so funny. <clears throat> you go find yourself a Kevin. No, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Get yourself a Feige. <laughs> Get yourself a Kevin. Yeah, you, go, um, you go find your Kevin. You go find your Feige and you fly. You fly and get your Feige. <laughs> Oh Lord, my favorite bit. Oh, so um, good. So yeah, so <coughs> excuse me. He is one hundred percent doing a Star Wars film, and this is crazy because you know I've seen interviews before with him where he has talked about Star Wars and sure. his love for it, and he's a huge fan. He's, he's very, one of us. He is one of us. He's very passionate about it. It's one of those things where, and I think it's been in the media before that you know if he hadn't. If he hadn't stayed on to do Marvel things after like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies that mm-hmm. he was a part of, yeah. he might have ended up at Lucasfilm mm. in the Kathleen Kennedy role. Huh. Um, yeah, there there was a lot of talk about that. He's just you know well thought of. He was pr- probably in the running for that until George said, "No, I want Kathleen Kennedy." Things could be very different. Things could be very very different. So we know he's a huge fan, and it sounds like he's got ideas, which is great. You know, now I should say. There's no release date for this thing. Yeah. No one knows what the heck it's going to be or anything like that. They're just saying it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just going to happen. And he's going to work with Kathleen Kennedy. Cool. To do it. Um, I think that's good. Yeah. It's just very exciting. You know, and I've heard a lot of speculation. Is it going to be a series of movies? Is it, you know, you know, what's this going to look like? Is it going to be shows? Is he going to take over for Kathleen Kennedy at some point? Personally, I just think he's going to, I think it's more of a passion project. Sure. I think it's going to be one Star Wars movie that he produces Picks the director for helps helps with the cast, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, no, I th- I hope it's entirely like a Favreau situation. You know, I'm not necessarily on the on the television or the streaming side of things, but if it's that kind of way where it's like, okay, yeah, you've got connections to Disney. Yeah, Disney has connections to Star Wars, which is another thing that a lot of people who are part of the MCU or have worked on things in the MCU are huge fans of. Absolutely, including John Favreau. Then you have this pro- this this potential, right, to work on a passion project. The Mandalorian looks awesome. Oh my god! Right, and yeah. when you have something that is just being received so well before it's even come out, I think that's when you kind of see the the people who are pulling in or who are you know manning the reins or you know pull, pulling the strings here, saying like, okay, it's it's good when we put people who are passionate about this stuff behind the wheel mm-hmm. or who are at least, you know, like putting all the pieces into place. Right. Yeah. Because I think that's, if anything, it's just shown that it's possible to make lots of money and still have lots of good stories and fan service done at the same time. Agreed. Right. Agreed. That's what they've been doing the last 10 years. Yeah. And I think having 
Feige behind the reins, even just for one movie, if it only ends up being one movie, would be more than enough to satisfy like a lot of fans. Oh, most you know? definitely, yeah. Like seeing seeing the Mandalorian is is one thing, but then you know you've got like Ryan Johnson doing a trilogy, you've got Benny Offenweiss doing a trilogy. Like if they did another trilogy off of it, I just feel like that would be kind of like. I don't know. Sort of going to the well too often. Cheapening it? A little bit. Yeah. 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 I know. I agree. I agree. Um, it's very exciting. It's very exciting to not only to see what kind of a story comes up, he comes up with, but, you know, just just as you are, are saying, you know, it's, it's not necessary hmm. to have fans, you know, behind these big creative properties, but it certainly helps. Um, and it helps... It helps when silly decisions start to get made, you know, um, like, yeah, I think it would be fine if Batman mowed down a bunch of criminals with a machine gun. Like, you know, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's just do it. Let's Let's just do it. Ben Affleck, you know, but you have a Feige in place. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't mind. I don't mind. (laughs) You have a Feige in place. Who's going to be, be able to check those kind of things and be like, you know, no, I think. You know, this is the way we're going to go. So how long do you think it'll be before Kevin is uh, CEO of Disney? <laughs> I mean, it's a great question. It, it, you know, that kind of a job, I'll equate this to something for my own, my own life. Um, so my dad was a teacher and an uh, administrator and a principal for a lot of years and got to be uh, assistant superintendent. And he was offered the superintendent job multiple times, but turned it down because it's very, it's a highly political thing. Mm. You know, it's, it's not about, it's not as much about the kids and the education and yeah. as much as it's about dealing with the media, dealing with the nonsense, right. dealing with all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so very true. this is the same kind of situation. It really, I don't know that I see Kevin Feige as the kind of person who wants to do what Bob Iger does. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's um, fair. It, it, it just doesn't strike me. He's seen, he's just what he's just much more of a creative than he is a an executive type yeah i think i think you're right and like having the kind of attachment or having the ability to be on that kind of influence or influential side of uh of these stories that are being told i think is something that he desperately wants yeah i mean if i'm he's found such a sweet spot right yeah yeah well and everybody loves him everybody loves him you know he can rightly so he can kind of do no wrong now you know at some point he's gonna make something that's not so great um it, I think the the law of averages just tells it's us happen. it's at some point there will be a dud. I mean, Incredible Hulk. He Thor, wasn't involved in that. Thor two. Okay, I mean, that's as Iron close Man as he. 3. That's as close as he's gotten. I mean, but the, we've said on this show, yeah, even the worst Marvel movies, sure, yeah. are generally that's watchable. Yeah, you know, so it's not like he he hasn't put out a Batman versus he's Superman. Gonna do a, he's gonna do a, it's it's this next movie that he's doing for Star Wars is gonna be another holiday special. Oh, and did you hear Favreau wants to do another <laughs> holiday special? God, he actually not. likes it and wants to do another one. I really hope not. It was yeah. so bad. Yeah. Oh my god! He just wants another excuse to have like Boba Fett or Mandalorian or something Agreed. like that. Agreed. Uh, Brie Larson, Chris Evans. Yeah. So, uh, so one of the big things that that came out of this news about Kevin Feige wanted to do a Star War uh, is that he had a story in mind and an actor in mind, a specific actor in mind to fill a major role in that movie. You know, he didn't obviously didn't say who it was. Um, I'm guessing it's it, Tom Holland. I think it's Tom Holland. Honestly, I think it's Tom Holland. Really? Yeah, I really oh, do. I was totally joking. No, no, I really think it's Tom Holland. Oh, man. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 
I think until it's, just now. I think it's definitely Tom Holland. Okay, that'd be sweet. That would be awesome. But as you just mentioned, uh, Brie Larson and Chris Evans were quick to uh, throw their hats in the ring oh, and yeah. volunteer to be in the Kevin Feige. Sorry, yeah, they were in. I'll do it. I think Chris Evans' tweet just said, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, my God. I mean, <clears throat> think about it. You have the chance. You have a connection, right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you have a connection to Star Wars. You go all in. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, a lot of t- there's always a lot of talk about different actors um, and where they're at in their yeah. careers. Yeah. You know, um, some actors w- all they want to stay in prestige films all the time, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and by that, I mean like you know, Oscar nominated. Sure. Those types of things. I'm all the time. only gonna do it. If I can get an Oscar. Yeah, the the Joaquin Phoenixes of the world, mm, right? Mm. You know, like, Joaquin Phoenix is great, but he's not ever going to be in... And interestingly enough, he was in the running for Doctor Strange. Huh. Um, but he's not... I don't see him ever being in that kind of... I know he's in Joker. Leonardo DiCaprio is never going to be... Uh, no. No, I think... Stilt you, man? Yeah. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> there used to I be will a, continue to bring up Stilt Man until he is in, in the MCU, because it better happen. Yeah, I... Hey... <laughs> hey, Stranger Things have happened or That's will right. happen. Um, so there you get, you're always going to have those kinds of actors. But I think more and more, the best actors in Hollywood are realizing that hey, if if I'm in a superhero movie or I'm in a Star Wars movie, it's not going to hamstring my career mm. in the way that it used to. Yeah, it used to be if you were Mark Hamill mm-hmm. or Christopher Reeve. Yeah, or um, this is all you will ever be known. Yeah, for. this is all. Yeah, it's you're you're just known forever as that character. Now, right. granted, you may be known. For, I mean, Harrison Ford is still known as Han Solo yep. to just about everybody. But yep. you know, he's the one guy from that era who who transcended the thing pretty much. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, other they all those other actors have done other work. Sure, and but not in a, not at that sort of a level. Yeah. Well, and a big part of why we know those actors as who they are is because. They were in Star Wars. Right. Right. Exactly. But, you know, these days, it just doesn't come with the same um, anchor to it, I guess. Or the yeah. same sort of stink, if you will. Right. You're you not know. You're not branded. Yeah, you're it. not going to get typecast as mm-hmm. a, a superhero mm-hmm. and superhero only or a Star Wars character and a Star Wars character only. Mm-hmm. So, more and more, great, great actors like Brie Larson and Chris Evans are going, yeah. Sign me up. Sure. It sounds like fun. Even if it's just a supporting role, I would yeah. love to see any of the MCU people. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of pictures online of Brie Larson like cosplaying as a Jedi, which is great. God, she's amazing. She's great. She's just, she's super great. What would you want? What What would you want Kevin's movie to be about? Would oh, it be? Gosh. I mean, it's got to be separate from the Skywalker saga, right? I suppose. Or do you want it to be connected somehow? I don't know. Like, is Tom Holland going to be an even younger Obi Wan? That'd be pretty funny. He's going to play <laughs> He's going to play a young Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh. No. Uh, no. I don't see that. You know, I don't know. There the the Star Wars universe is interesting. Um because unlike the comic book universe, unlike the Marvel universe for instance or the DC universe, there's not this giant back like there is a giant backlog of content. Sure. But most of it now is not canon. Non-canon. They can so, really and, it's a and, sandbox. And I know this might piss off some Star Wars fans, but a lot of it is crap. The original the, expanded the, universe. The thing? original expanded universe stuff. Sure, sure. So much of it is terrible. I mean, Luke with extra use. Like, get out of here. Like it's it just 
it's bad. <laughs> bad. So you, I can't draw on those sorts of sorts of inspirations like I can from the history of Marvel comics or the history sure. of DC comics to sort of pull a story out of, out of thin air. Um, I wouldn't mind Kevin Feige doing something um, original trilogy adjacent. Mm. Um, Similar to the Mandalorian. Yeah. With characters who were either very much on the fringes of the original trilogy or not even part of the original trilogy, but oh. trilogy, but having a thing go on more like rogue one. Yeah. 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 I could like be right before or maybe in between movies or something like that. Those rebels are going to be attacking the death star soon. Yeah. But Tom Holland's character is busy doing the castle run. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm not necessarily into the idea of like filling some sort of time gap. Sure. Sure. But something happening in parallel yeah. to just to sort of open up this idea that there was more going on than just yeah. the Skywalker stuff. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think rogue one kind of opened that too, for like the general public in a lot of ways, just being like, Hey, look, here's all these other characters that also existed at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it was also an excuse to take us back there. It's true. Like a way to go back to the original trilogy and like pay homage to it but tell new stories. And I think that's kind of, in a lot of ways, I think that's what fans want. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I really like this, the, what I've seen from the story of this, uh, the fallen Jedi video game that's coming out. Oh yeah. The, the EA. Yeah. The idea of this Jedi order. The, yeah. The idea of this surviving, uh, J- Padawan slash Jedi, whatever that character happens to be, you know, essentially on the run from, uh, Vader and the Inquisitors and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. having to sort of make his way in the universe and hide the fact that he's force sensitive just to survive, you know, um, that kind of thing interests me. So we'll see. I don't know that I want like an old Republic thing or yeah. something in the far future sure. or whatever. I, I just honestly, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. He's, he's going to nail it no matter what it is. Yeah. So I'm confident it will be fun to watch. Yeah. And I will be there opening night. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, so, so moving on, we're going to stick with Disney and Marvel just for a little bit here because we stick with Disney and Marvel a lot, a lot, but that's a lot, but there was a, there were a lot of, a lot of things going on, a lot of sort of uh, news and rumors going on. Um, and today, was it today or yesterday? One of the two, one of the two days, a report came out that Marvel studios. So run by Kevin Feige is looking to take over Marvel television, which is run by Jeff Loeb. So we've talked about, uh, on this show a bit about the delineation between, the movie side of things, the Feige side of things, and the Loeb side of things being Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Runaways and the Netflix shows and all this kind of stuff that Jeff Loeb had his hands in. Um, and it's always been very separate from from the movies, from the Marvel movies, from the MCU stuff. Um, but it looks now like Marvel Studios is just going to absorb Marvel television, which I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened already. Yeah. I'm I guess I always kind of felt like that's what they were trying to do was like that they were trying to be the same studio like we're just like putting out the same content at the same time. They paid it a lot of lip service yeah. about trying to do that, but they never really did much of mm-hmm. it at all. I mean, I the biggest things I to me, the biggest things that they ever did were putting Sam Jackson in an episode of Agents of Shield. Yep. And Sif in an episode of Lady Sif in an episode of yeah, those were the only Lady two Michelle. like actual connections that mm-hmm. they made. Yeah, beyond 
you know, they, they addressed the Hydra takeover of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that kind of sure. stuff. So, like, those sorts of things had ramifications. They talk about the attack on New York a lot. Yeah. But that was kind of it, at least as far as the Netflix series go. Right. Right. So, um, I, I think it's it was an inev- in, an inevitable move. Mm. Um, it, it coincides with the report that the Ghost Rider show that was being developed for Hulu yeah. was canceled. Yeah. Um, which was quickly followed by a rumor that the reason it was canceled is because Kevin Feige wants Ghost Rider for a movie. Yeah. Which I think would be so fantastic. Good. Speaking of characters who should show up in a Doctor Strange movie. Oh, yeah. Spirit of Vengeance, baby. Oh, man. That'd be amazing. So I would be all for it. So, yeah. So, I'm all for that. Um, and we'll see what they do with it. There's There are some really exciting things going on in Marvel television. Namely, the Runaways Cloak and Dagger thing mm. is a lot of fun. Like, it's pretty cool. They've, they that just put out a teaser for... crossed over with... Runaways? Or which, yeah, Runaways yeah. and Cloak and Dagger crossed yeah. over. Yep. And there's already teasers out for season three of Runaways cool. on Hulu doing very well. Um, so, you know, they've done some fun stuff mm-hmm. on Marvel television. Now, the, you know, with all the Disney Plus shows coming, it just makes sense to try to like get everything really connected. Why not? Yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? Um, so then the other, the next thing on the list here is, uh, and this came out a while ago, so, you know, it's kind of old news at this point, but Haley Steinfeld was reportedly offered the role of Kate Bishop mm-hmm. in the Hawkeye television show. Yes. I am one bazillion percent on board. Yep, all for it. She is really, really great. Um, perfect, you know, perfect casting. Pitch perfect, even. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for it. Very nice. uh, yeah, she's great. She's got the two. It'll be fantastic to see her uh, along with Jeremy Renner. Yeah, and she's shown the the physicality and other other things. Oh, to, totally. To, yeah. to get it done. So is she taller than him? She might be taller than him. I think that'd yeah, be really, he's pretty short. Yeah, he's a pretty short dude. Yeah, he is. But uh, whatever. It's, I'm yeah. just out of, out of curiosity. I think it'd be really interesting to see the two of them like going back and forth. You know, be good banter. I feel like in every Hawkeye thing now, as as long as Jeremy Renner plays a character, you know, just like pops in and comes back or whatever, he has to do at least one like yelling monologue where he's like, <laughs> you like, fly, you go get your pizza. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you fly and you tell him. <laughs> just a <laughs> Just a freak out all of a sudden. Pizza dog. He has to freak out. You get your pizza dog. Pizza dog, yes. (laughs) He just has to freak out at some point because it was too good. Um, Next up on the list, uh, Disney is actively developing a Young Avengers TV show for Disney+. Plus. Yes. I am so on board. Um, Is that going to involve Camilla Khan, you think? Probably. Or is it just going to be the, like, traditional Young Avengers from the Young Avengers comic book? I I mean, I think, like, everything else in the MCU... Mm. It will have a twist to it based on what characters are available or at the moment, what they're using at the moment. Okay. Um, I think for sure, Ms. Marvel, Stature, which is uh, Scott Lang's oh, daughter. Oh, right, yep. She and, shows up in Endgame. Yep, and Kate Bishop. I think those are the three that it will probably be built around. Cool. Um, which is extra fun because that's an all-female yeah. you know, mm-hmm. leading cast right there. Um, and I think the other thing that would that takes us beyond a rumor for me <clears throat> is the report that in the comic books they're going to reboot Young Avengers in 2020 oh, like, for Marvel. Okay. So they'd been doing this run. They'd been doing this. Uh, uh, ch- they did a West Coast Avengers thing, which was really fun, but it lasted ten ep- ten issues. They did a champ. This thing called Champions, which was right. very much like Young Avengers. It was yeah. Miles Morales and Ms. Marvel. Nova. Nova. Yeah, Young Nova. The Sam. Whatever. Uh, no, what the hell is his last name? Wilson. Doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, young Nova with Vision is kind of like the headmaster, if you will, kind of a thing. Um, 
but they had young characters in this champions um, group and they canceled that too, mm. which is sad. Um, but it sounds like mostly because they want to relaunch young Avengers in the comic books. And we've talked about it before things happen in the comic books that are about to happen in the movies. Cause they want to, sure. they want to generate buzz yep. for those kinds of things. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another rumor out that Disney is developing a silver surfer movie. So we, which I, I really hope that's true. Um, Adam McKay, who is known for his, uh, his work with Will Ferrell on like Anchorman and stuff like that. He's, he's been Will Ferrell sort of right-hand man for a lot of years. Um, is very interested in doing this movie. He's hmm. talked about it in the media about being a huge silver surfer fan. Cool. Um, and even Kevin Feige has, has talked about having, having to have a conversation with Adam McKay about doing a silver surfer movie. So hmm. that could be fun. It's, you know, especially with the fantastic four coming, um, yes. I think something that kind of has to happen. Um, and then speaking of the fantastic four, Oh boy. The Russo brothers, Absolutely tugging at my heartstrings here. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I, when when they wrapped Endgame and Endgame came out and they were doing all the press and all that kind of stuff, it seemed like they were going to take a very long, extended break away from the MCU. Why not? Because why not? Yeah, they had they other things to do. Um, yeah, they earned totally earned it. They've got other projects in the works. They've got a production company of their own now. Yeah. They got things going they're on. Artists. They want to try other things. But as we've gotten further and further away from Endgame, it. He, they're starting to drop more and more hints that they're ready and ready to come back and, and do it again um, and work with, with Kevin Feige and that whole, that whole crew again. And the latest rumor uh, is that they are very into the idea of doing that fantastic four movie, which would be absolutely incredible. Be perfect. You look at civil war as far as like team up movies go, or I mean, obviously infinity war and, and uh, Endgame, you know, having all of the, the huge roster of different characters involved, but having the first family, right? Like the Fantastic Four, just those four characters under the Russos would be, uh, I just, I would lose my shit. Yeah. I mean, the way they pulled off Thanos, think about how they pull off Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I totally <sighs> want them to do Doom. I want them to do Galactus. Yeah. Well, that would be amazing, too. Be fantastic. I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, it's got to happen, right? If they're doing Silver Surfer and Fantastic Four, they've got to be doing Galactus. You'd think so. You would think it's so. It's got to build to something. Yeah, it has to build to something. I'm going to read the, the, the quotes here from uh, Joe and Anthony Russo. I think actually just from Joe. Um, so he says, uh, Ben Grimm was a favorite character growing up. Uh, the Thing and Fantastic Four is now in the Marvel fold. There's a lot. Silver Surfer is an amazing character. Going really big and cosmic would be a lot of fun. So there's a lot of things that could attract us. He went on to say, uh, I think after you go on the journey that we went on, because there is a comprehensive narrative and overarching story from Winter Soldier all the way to the end of Endgame that involves Tony and Cap through Civil War, through Infinity War, I think that scale of ambition in storytelling is a bug that's bit us, and we're compelled to tell more stories on that scale with that sort of years-long ambition to them. Which is just... Yeah. Yeah. And I we mean, want you to do it. Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> honestly, if I was in their shoes... It's not even it's not even a money thing, really. It's just that like that seems like it would be so creatively stimulating. Well, yeah, and I think it would go right along with exactly what he was just talking about—the same kind of formula that they followed with the kind of first few phases, right? Like they 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 helmed Cap Cap's movies, the Civil War movies, and then through the Avengers movies, right? Mm-hmm. So they have Fantastic Four in this case, and then they helm that through the next whatever big event is going to be, whether it's another Avengers or if it's you know, whatever the next sure, you know, big thing is. Yeah. Some secret wars. Annihilation maybe. or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Very exciting. 
Very exciting. <coughs> so from one, uh, well, I guess it's technically there's two of them, uh, powerhouse directors to another. Um, the the big story from the the other end of the uh, comic book universe, if you will, or I guess not really t- comic book universe, but the entertainment universe, is that uh, Warner Media signed J.J. Uh, Abrams's Bad Robot uh, production company to a reported two hundred and fifty million dollar deal to make content for Warner Media, Cha-ching. which you know obviously is going to be HBO Max and movies and things like that. Sweet. Um, Apparently, uh, JJ walked away from five hundred million dollars from Apple, um, because Apple wanted, for a couple of reasons, Apple wanted exclusivity, like full um, exclusivity, yeah, and they don't really have a theater distribution model at this point. Um, yeah, <coughs> you're not going to get I, it all through Apple TV, yeah, yeah. As much as we make fun of, as much as we make fun of, uh, like the Oscars and all the awards and stuff like that. Those do still carry weight. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have a theatrical run, you can't win those awards. So it's still a big deal to people who make movies and that kind of thing. Um, And the deal doesn't keep the deal with Warner Media doesn't keep Bad Robot from making things for other um, companies, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's JJ having his cake and eating it, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is pretty, pretty crazy. Um, And the big rumor, obviously, from a comic book point of view, is that uh, he may end up rebooting the Justice League. What? Um, and there is a lot of talk about that that reboot of the Justice League starting with a Green Lantern Corps movie. Oh, yeah, I don't care how much lens flare there is in that movie. Let's do it. I mean, it almost makes too much sense. Yeah, right. Given his given his experience doing space based movies, or obviously revivals and of re- properties. revivals of properties that have you know fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, let's just let's do, do it. it. Yeah, I'm, to- I'm totally game. I I would I would even be comfortable with him doing like a Superman movie at this point. But I think mostly because yeah. I haven't seen anything else other than you know the Robert Pattinson Batman and I guess you know Walking Phoenix's Joker as something like that could legitimately get me excited about going to see a DC film. Yeah, like it's just been a really long time since I've been like, oh yeah, I want to see that. Yep. You know, maybe Wonder Woman, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. Um, yeah, the, the prospect of it is so exciting. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what they really lean on JJ and Bad Robot for. Mm. If it's if it's more streaming stuff, or if it's more movies, or a nice sort of combination of both. Sure. Um, it's been a while since he's done anything television, right? Yeah, but his company. His com- bad robot still does, yeah. you know, they do, they've done streaming movies and stuff sure, like that. Sure. So, um, yeah, that's very, very exciting. The I'm pr- cool with that prospect of it. Very exciting. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so those were kind of the big stories that were out. Um, we're going to move on here to the, uh, to the one shots for the, for the episode. Um, lots and lots of stuff to get to here. So we're going to try to run through these as quickly as we can. Um, first up. The Rise of Skywalker trailer has been rated in the UK, um, which means that it's fairly imminent in terms of its release. Oh, okay. Um, oftentimes, uh, trailers will get when when trailers start to get their releases or their ratings, I should say, um, wherever they happen to get their ratings, it means that you're sort of less than a month away from that trailer actually dropping. Ah, so because it has to be locked in order to get a rating, the trailer has to be locked. Can't be changes made to it after that. Um, so a lot of people are speculating October 14th during Monday night football, just as we have talked about on the show. 
So that is two weeks from now. This is the next trailer. The next, like the next full trailer, um, with, and and Rise of Skywalker only, not a right. montage right. of the other movies and okay. that kind of thing. There's no sizzler reel at the no, beginning. No, no, no. Uh, what do we call it? No sizzler. No. Right. Wait. What do we call it? Trizzler. 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 No trizzler. Um, at the top. At the top. With of that. new strawberry filling. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everybody get hype. Mark your calendars. I think October 14th is going to be the day. Expect us to talk about it. <clears throat> yep. Um, sticking with Star Wars, uh, there was a report out. So uh, Bob Iger, <coughs> excuse me, Uncle Bob, as people like to call him, of Disney. Um, I have an Uncle Bob. Do you? Yeah. I do not have an Uncle Bob. Um, <laughs> I guess we all have an Uncle Bob. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, since Disney owns our childhood... Yep. I guess technically I Bob so. Iger is actually our uncle now. Yep. Um, but anyways, he has written a book um, about his sort of life and times in Hollywood and Disney in particular. And uh, a lot of different things have come out um, from that book, one of which is not on the rundown. Uh, I'll talk about here in a quick second. Pretty nonsense. But um, the one of the big things that came out was he talked a lot about uh, George Lucas being upset that they did not use his story treatments or any sort of any part of his story treatments when they went to make uh, the force awakens and the last Jedi, um, the report was from, from Bob was that when they bought the company, when they bought Lucasfilm, they also bought these story treatments off of George with no, um, with no promise that they were going to be using them in any way, shape or form. Sure. And so when they came back to George and showed him the story treatment for the force awakens, he was apparently not very happy. Huh. Um, I'm not sure how really to think about that, how to, how to feel about that. I get that. Has, has uh, anyone told George about the prequels <laughs> or the oh. special edition? Shots fired. I'm just saying, oh. like, I know George is, uh, you know, he, he he's a great man, right? We're 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 talking about the father of Star Wars, yep. but all I'm saying is that no one had the guts to tell George that his stories were crap. And that his writing was crap. Yeah. In... His writing was crap. I think his stories actually had promise. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, obviously, he wrote <clears throat> Star Wars. He wrote it. He, he did. But there were a lot of other things that made Star Wars great. The, uh, the original trilogy I'm talking about. And that's why when the prequels came out and it was largely just him being allowed to do whatever he wanted, that's why they were garbage. True. Because no one was brave enough to say no. I or agree. he didn't listen to them. I agree. So in this case, I think Disney being like, look... No, thanks. <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah, but no thanks. thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do our own thing. I think it's totally justified. Oh and, yeah, you know. At the same time, I can also understand George's feelings being hurt if that's really what happened. I'd yeah. like. To, I'd be curious to see like what his take is on it. I think it's pretty clear. You know, uh, he did that interview with I want to say 2020 after the Force Awakens came that came out, and he apologized for it after the fact. But he called like Disney white slavers. Mm. You know he. There was definitely some animosity towards Disney yeah. um, during that time period. I think if you connect the dots, you can tell he wasn't super happy with it. But at the same time, look, dude, you sold the thing. Oh, my God. You know, if I sell a house, I can't come take a crap in that house. No, exactly. Because I like the toilet. You know what I mean? I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't, you know. <laughs> I, that, I think that's almost like the perfect analogy, though, because if you look at a lot of interviews with George in particular, where he's talking about being anti-establishment, anti-production yeah. you know, production companies, especially during... The original trilogy when he was filming he's like that's what i wanted i didn't want the companies to be a part of it to be influencing the story i wanted to do my story and then he totally sold out and became the company mm-hmm. you know that was the that was the whole kind of like overarching 
uh, plot that happened with his own life, yeah. like his own legacy, yeah. right? So now him being an, in that seat and calling Disney like, you know, evil for that is, I don't know. That's it's that's called like hypocritical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It yeah. totally is. Yeah, it is. It is. I I get like just like you said. I get the frustration. I think he's entitled to his feelings sure. about the whole thing. Of course. But Disney more Reach than just... out with your feelings. Yes. Disney more than justified to do what they did. So, uh, anyways. Um, in other uh, Star Wars directorial news, that kind of thing, um, they found a director for the Obi-Wan series. Awesome. Um, I it's Weirdly, with all the other stuff going hello on... There. Hello there. Hello there. Yeah. <laughs> If it's called, if there, well, first of all, <laughs> that's the name of the series. There should be one episode titled oh, "Hello There." It should just be the first episode. Yeah, hello there. Yeah, he just um, shows up and says hello there. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's like the first scene? He yeah. like walks into a bar or something like yeah, that, and absolutely. like bellies up to the cantina and goes, "I hope that's there. exactly what happens." Oh, that'd be amazing. But they found a director for that series. Uh, her name is Deborah Chow. Um, she is also uh, she's going to be directing an episode of The Mandalorian. Alongside awesome. that crew of awesome directors they've got. Fantastic. Which is great. Um, she's going to be the first female director to, uh, in the Star Wars universe to get her own show slash movie. Excellent. So that's really, really good. More and power to her. Uh, her TV credits include American Gods, which is good. Better Call Saul, which is excellent. Uh, Lost in Space, which I've never seen. The oh, new yeah, Netflix the, series, right? Yeah, the new ones. Obviously, yeah. I've seen the old Lost I, in Space. I never got around to watching through that one, but I'm a fan of the uh, the originals and the even the what was it 90s or 2000 movie, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So she did. Uh, she also did Jessica Jones. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, she did a show called Rain that I've never heard of before. Mm. R e i g n, not Rain, like falling from the sky. Nope, don't um, know that one. Mr. Robot. Okay. Yeah. Pop, and, very popular show. Yep, and Iron Fist, which. Uh, we'll know, just leave that hey, one out. You know, it, 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 f- what I'm looking at here, it's a pretty high batting average. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, they can't all be winners. Exactly. So yeah, We just finished talking about George. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> enough said. Shots fired. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I got ammo all day, baby. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> exciting for for news for Star Wars fans. I, I can't wait for that show to, to come out, for details of it, especially to yes, start, yes, yes. start coming out. Um, one detail that leaked online because, uh, for some reason in the Netherlands, why in the Netherlands, why not? They got early access to Disney plus to like test it, test the software, test how it works. And that's good. They didn't get any new shows, but they got a lot of, they just got a lot of the legacy content that's going to be on there. So, cool. so, so the Dutch have been watching, uh, Disney Plus for like a month now. They're like, we've seen Little Mermaid. I think they sent three thousand Dis- times. I think they sent Disney a bunch of weed. That could be. You know why not? They do have good weed over there. I mean, there could be a number of different things that they sent Disney, or maybe they're going to open a new park. Oh, hmm. Who yeah, knows? We'll see. Um. So included in that content, um, and as part of the larger content list that was revealed. For Disney Plus, the the launch day content list for Disney Plus, classic Marvel animation, yeah. meaning the X X Men the animated series Hell that from the nineties yeah. is going to be on Disney Plus. Yes, with the greatest theme song of any cartoon ever. It's 
So that's going to be amazing. Sorry, I couldn't. It's okay. Couldn't resist. That's all right. I fully understand. Uh, most of the Spider-Man shows are going to be on. There's a couple that were produced by Warner Brothers and stuff back in the day that aren't going to be on there. Like I can't uh, keep old them all school straight. Animation. Yeah. So I'm assuming Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Yep, that'll be on there. Uh, the also 92 or uh, the 90s Fox, right? Series? Yeah. Let me pull the let me pull the the, the list up of just well, the animation things. What was here. that one that was like kind of right around the time they rebooted the movie or they did the movies? It was like uh, Neil Patrick Harris. It was it MTV or VH1? Yeah, something like that but i think that might be one of the ones that's not going to be on there okay gotcha because <clears throat> that might have been that wasn't a bad that wasn't a bad show no I, just, I remember it being like real early you know 3d computer graphics but at the same time being pretty fun so here's the list so marvel animated tv uh the 19 the 94 fantastic four show awesome. uh fantastic four world's greatest heroes guardians of the galaxy from 2015 uh the incredible hulk and iron man from 1994 uh, Iron Man, Armored Adventures, and Silver Surfer from 98. Spider-Man from 81. The 94 Spider-Man. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Spider-Man Unlimited. Spider-Woman from 1979, which is I've never even seen. I didn't know that was a thing. And Ultimate Spider-Man. Cool. Um, X-Men, obviously, like we just got done talking. And X-Men Evolution. Excellent. Yeah. X-Men Evolution was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Super cool lineup. So I'm very excited for that. Um. Another thing that obviously we're excited for, we've talked quite a bit about the Black Widow movie on this show, is uh, is the Black Widow movie, obviously. <laughs> Here it um, is. Well, it's not redundant, redundant. Um, <laughs> but a uh, rumor came out a few weeks back that uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to play a part in that movie. Yeah. Make a small cameo. It is technically a prequel, so it, Yeah, it not? is. It is. Um, I think it's going to end up being just footage from maybe Civil War or some other movie. Um, that ah, so you don't think it's like new footage. I don't think he's going to come back to shoot new scenes. He may. He might. But it would he fits in the timeline there, so that's always fun. It's always nice to see RDJ back in a in a Marvel movie now that he's <laughs> he's dead. Um, R.I.P. RDJ. R.I.P. Absolutely. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, I'm gonna skip one here. Uh, I'll come back to that next one in a second here. But uh, Taika Waititi came out and talked about uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, there was uh, a lot of hand wringing from idiots online. About the idea that um, Jane Foster would be the main th- uh, character in this Thor movie, um, and even if she was, I'd have been totally okay with that. Yeah. I'm not. Sh- I'm not 100% sure why he felt like he had to do this, but he made sure he came out and he said that it's a it's a Chris Hemsworth movie. Might that, have been pressure from Disney. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like it seems unnecessary for him right. to come out and say this. I there, don't know. There's a lot of it where it's like, okay, why are we giving those guys attention? But I think there's a certain degree of credit that also deserves to be made towards each of the actors that are being like given these huge roles. That's right? a good point. If someone was coming out and being like, oh yeah, this uh, the Civil War movie is really an RDJ movie, like. It's actually, it's still a Captain America movie. Like, that's why it's called Captain America Civil War. Just just throwing it out there. No. Also, that's why this is called Thor Love and Thunder. And I get like, it. We're all excited for Jane Foster to be Lady Thor. Mm-hmm. That's the route they take it. Super pumped. Yeah. Super pumped. And I think that there's still plenty of room to have both Lady Thor and Chris Hemsworth Thor in movies. Yeah. Like, going after, going forward. Like, who, who knows? Who yeah. knows what they're going to do? Absolutely. But, uh. I'm excited either way. I'm super excited either way. I just thought it was curious timing. I think yeah. it's kind of a weird thing to, to get enough. into. But 
Um, going to shifting from the uh, comic book movies over to the actual comic books. We've done this a couple times on the last few shows, but I've noticed in reading a lot of the comic books that have come out lately, an interesting thing happened. Um, there is a really cool series that they're doing right now. There are only three issues in. I'm going to let you borrow them because I think you'll love them. Okay. Um, called The History of the Marvel Universe. Cool. And it's very much a, the way I see it at least, it's very much a play at trying to um, reorganize, uh, not recontextualize really, but but just sort of bring the whole, the, the totality of the Marvel Universe and its history back into an easy to digest continuity if you will it goes all the way back to you know the the creation of things you know eternals um the the uh whatever makes the whatever made the eternals I'm losing my mind right now but you know back to like the living tribunal and <coughs> all those major cosmic entities the stanley and jack kirby stuff yeah just all that stuff from way way back in the day um, in the in the Marvel universe, um, and it just sort of go it just goes through it chronologically. Really, it just sort of tells there's you like a timeline. Yeah, it just sort of tells you a timeline of all the things that have happened along the way. Cool. Um, and in the third issue of this, they have confirmed and 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 you know by doing this, they've made it sort of Marvel universe canon, if you will. Um, they've confirmed that Franklin Richards, son of Reed and Sue mm-hmm. of the Fantastic Four, is the most powerful mutant. In the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, it's been speculated on quite a bit. He's done some ridiculous things in the comic books from a power yep. level. Yep. Um, including making Galactus his herald. Yeah, he like <laughs> resurrects a dead Galactus. Mm-hmm. He's like, to me, my Galactus. And it's pretty fantastic. It's pretty crazy. Um, that, that Hickman run is so good. Oh, it's amazing. I, I, just, I ate that up like so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, you tell me about it. I've read it like three or four times. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so inc- good. It's incredible. Um, this is interesting to me because um, with the Fantastic Four coming into the MCU mm-hmm. and with the likely inclusion of Franklin and Valeria yep. at some point in right. these movies, um, it would be a very smart way to link the Fantastic Four to the X-Men. Yeah, totally. Having the progeny of this superhero team be also the most powerful mutant there is right. and the the conflict that could come from that mm. and the um the team ups that could happen because of that yeah you know well and also because the fantastic four themselves are not mutants right exactly right i mean you you could argue that yes their like powers are from like some kind of mutation that happened due to the like gamma rays in space or whatever but right. they aren't naturally born mutants like the x-men are right right and so Franklin and Valeria, Valeria being naturally born mutants. Valeria is not a mutant. She's not. No. She is just hyper intelligent. Interesting. But she's not a mutant. Interesting. Okay. Franklin is though. So Franklin is a mutant though. Mm-hmm. It's still I mean it's obviously it's there's still an interesting connection there that can be made between them, right? That's a good bridge, an easy bridge, I guess, yes. to have. It also like kind of expands on that whole um, next stage in evolution uh, kind of theme that the X Men have, right? Uh, what is, is it? Homo Superior? Or yes, Homo Superior. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's what Magneto calls them all the time. Yes, yeah. So that would be just kind of one other, I guess, a linchpin, or it'd be like the thing that they could just kind of hold over that character, or you know, 
connect with the Fantastic Four uh, through films or through television or streaming. Um, yeah, I, I like I was saying with Spider-Man, like I just want to see all those characters interact with each other again because if anything, that's exactly why the Avengers movies were so satisfying. You know, Civil War and the Avengers movies, seeing all these characters together doing stuff being their own characters but like you know solving problems or you know fighting whatever yeah it's so satisfying it really is it really is and it's part of the genius of i mean a lot of it is genius but it's a large part of the genius of the whole mcu thing is that they've meticulously gone through and they've found places they didn't even have to be super strong connections but just enough of a connection so that when one character or another encounters another character there's reason for it there's there's a there's a meaning behind oh you know like the the whole thing with scarlet witch and doctor strange coming up right you know they're setting this thing up doctor strange and scarlet witch have had no interaction up to this point but they're both magic users you know well uh, i guess they haven't said scarlet witch is necessarily quote unquote magic yet sure sure but they're going to set this thing or up or even like reality warping yeah they're going to set this thing up in her show the wandavision show that connects her you know, on a thread yep. to Dr. Strange. Yep. Um, just like they, you know, they had the connection with uh, Ulysses Claw and Ultron mm, and the Vibranium yeah. and all that yep, kind of stuff. And they Black Panther because yep. we're using Vibranium. Exactly. As soon as you say Vibranium, everyone goes Black Panther. Yep. And then Cap Shield as well. Yep. And Cap Shield as well. Same yep. thing. So yep. all these little things. It's just what they've been doing in the comic books forever and ever. Yeah. But it, it, it's 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 great to see them do it in the, in the movies. Super, super Agreed. cool. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, sliding over to the DC side of things for a little bit here, and specifically uh, the Batman, yeah. uh, the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Um, a couple of casting notes uh, that came out. So Jeffrey Wright of Westworld fame and many, many other things um, is in talks to play Commissioner Gordon. Awesome. Brilliant casting. Super cool. He could just narrate the whole thing and I'd be fine with it. Yeah, that. totally. Well, and, and he's going to be the watcher in the What If show. That's right. He's going to voice yep. the watcher in the That's What If right. show off for Marvel. So Fantastic. He, he'll be Jim Gordon and the watcher. I'm cool with that. Super cool. Um, I have they ever done a like? Uh, I'm just I, I've never I've never seen a black Jim Gordon. Have they ever done that in the comic books? Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay, I'm, my knowledge. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah. I also think that he's probably the perfect age range for yeah, uh, like a, <clears throat> a like a younger Batman, youngish Batman. Yeah, right. Like Gordon is scrappy. That's one of the things that I always liked about his character in the animated series was like. He can hold his own. Like, you know, he's not, you know, old and slow. Like, mm-hmm. he can he, he can go toe-to-toe with a lot of these, like, crime bosses and stuff. Yeah. But he's also, like, really smart, and that's why he, like, trusts Batman, and, like, they work together a lot of the time. Yeah. But there, I think- there's a certain level of gravitas that Jim Gordon has to have. Because he, he has to get over—he has to very quickly get over the the freak-out stage mm. of, being in, of being suddenly uh, approached by this— dark night yeah you know by this seemingly um extraordinary uh being or person who right. just appears out of nowhere in his city you know um and he has to he has to have the wherewithal and the the strength of character to stand not only work with him but to stand up to him from time to time you know take him to task on things and you know uh earn his trust earn batman's trust and uh, Jeffrey Wright as an actor is perfect for this. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the uh, Gary Oldman portrayal mm-hmm. in the 
Nolan films, right? Like, I think that's probably as close as they've got. Pretty man, he nailed that. Yeah, he nailed that. Yeah, I mean, he still, even then, he doesn't do a whole lot of action. But there is that one part in the Dark Knight where he like shows up. You know, it's a surprise. Like, oh, he's alive. Yeah, you know, and then he's you know pointing a shotgun at the Joker, and it's really badass. It's pretty badass. It's pretty badass. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, the other rumor is that uh, Jonah Hill has been approached to play a villain role in the movie. Super bad. <laughs> he could be a super bad guy. Super bad guy. Um. I could sort of take or leave this. Um, I like Jonah Hill as an actor. I think he would do a really great job no matter what role he's in. The two most highly speculated roles for him have been the Penguin and the Riddler. Um, I hadn't thought about Riddler. Yeah. I'm not so sure I'd be okay with that one, though. Yeah. I can't see him in it. I don't know. I don't know. Penguin for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, let's not forget, he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's not, it's not about the weight. It's really just about his acting. Yeah, right. Like you know, I mean, he's he's done. He's definitely stretched himself in a lot of different roles. Mm-hmm. But I think like portraying. I don't know. Part of it is portraying the Riddler on screen. He's got to be able to like articulate really well. I think a lot of different things because yeah. he's supposed to be this like uber genius, right? Right. right but right. he's always trying to like rub it in Batman's nose or you know rub, or rub Batman's nose in it or like you know that's like his whole mission a lot of times is just to like show one up Batman, but of course he never does cuz it's Batman. Yeah. I'd rather see him play something a little more obscure mm. like the Calendar Man. Oh yeah, sure. Or the Mad Hatter. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that'd be great. You know, yeah. something along those lines. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, there's also a rumor that he's holding out for more money, and for and over like the character. Like he, oh. I think there's a rumor out there that he really, really, really wants to play the Riddler, um, and that they're kind of pushing him towards maybe being the Penguin, but he kind of doesn't want to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like, let me be the Riddler. Okay, so uh, just read the part for the Penguin. We're gonna we're gonna put you in the green suit, but we want you to stand next to these penguins while you read. These <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, it's not nothing's a done deal at this point, but uh, I'm. I mean, hey, he's a good actor. Yeah, I'm. And, I'm and, you know, like if you would have asked me, whatever, how, however many years ago, if like Heath Ledger would have been a good Joker, I probably would have been like, no, of course not. And then I'd be like, well, foot and mouth. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, just a couple other things to get to here. Um, the uh, one of the prequels for Game of Thrones was given a green light at HBO. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> it's gonna focus on uh, House Targaryen, right? That's Yay, incest. Yeah, let's so, celebrate incest with an entire show. Yeah, I mean it, it's just a reason. It's just a reason to put dragons on TV, isn't it? Oh, oh my God, absolutely. Yeah, I, I get it. They're milking it for all it's worth. I just yeah. think there's so many other stories that could tell. Yeah. So that that has dud written all over it. Um, just announced today, uh, Netflix signed a huge deal with the Duffer Brothers who do Stranger Things. Oh yeah, and they announced uh, Stranger Things season four. Good, which is definitely going to happen. Now, I haven't. I admittedly, I haven't watched their season three yet. Mm. I'm working on it. Okay, I've, I'm rewatching season two, and then rewatching. Uh, I will be watching through season three. Cool, but. All I've heard is good things. Yeah. My wife really, really liked it. It's a she, fantastic show. Yeah, she was into it. Um, and they're going to do other things for Netflix. So oh, cool. Netflix snapping up more talent 
to to do to fill their their content catalog. So that's It'd be pretty cool to see some of the uh, Stranger Things cast like carry over into other things as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, jumping into the world of video games very quickly. Uh, last week, uh, WB Montreal, who made the Arkham Origins Batman game, they officially teased a new Batman game. Awesome. I I can't wait. Um, I think it's going to be a Court of Owls game. Okay. There was a leak over the, like the last holiday season. They had a holiday party and there were people dressed up as like the Court of Owls. That's there. right. Yeah, yeah. So that so I think that sort of if you read the 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 tarot cards if as if if you will, um, English is easy. Uh, it's a <laughs> that's my fourth language. Um, <laughs> That I think it's going to be a Court of Owls game. Hopefully, um, a little bit more polished than Arkham Origins was. Sure. Um, With but, Arkham Origins, they were essentially taking the engine that they used for Arkham City. Yeah, and they tweaked it a bunch. Yeah. They did some different things to it, which yeah. is which was fine. Some of that stuff worked great. Sure. Um, it just lacked it lacked that extra layer of polish that the Arkham, mm-hmm. uh, the Rocksteady Arkham games had. True. Um, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful they'll they'll pull out. Do you pull think it it'll be another type of like kind of prequel setting? Good question. Because the know. origin one is like right after he becomes bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a really good question. Um, I could see it being. So we've talked about various Batman video games and what they could be on the mm-hmm. show a couple times. I would love for it to be. You know, so at the end of spoilers for Arkham Knight, if you've not played Arkham Knight, but I would love for it to be a post uh, Batman's disappearance world where the bat family has to deal with the court of owls yeah that'd be cool you know so you get separate missions for each of them having to take down a different faction of the court of owls or something along those lines you know like batgirl robin nightwing you know that kind of thing i think it'd be super fun red hood red hood be be super fun yeah that'd be pretty great uh so we'll see that's very exciting and last but not least the feel-good story of the day um our our old friend uh Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Um, <laughs> Can you smell? Yeah. <laughs> la, 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 la. What the rock? Anyways, um, I'm a huge wrestling fan. But he has squashed his beef with one Vin Diesel. Um, mm, beef squash. Yeah. Beef squash. Mm, delicious. Yeah, delicious. He took to Instagram to uh, thank Vin for his support uh, of the Hobbs and Shaw movie and and uh, apparently he got some very nice messages from the Diesel family, the Diesels, the Diesels. if you will. Hmm. Um, so it's just a trucking company, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in wrestling terms, uh, Rock turned face and uh, made up with with his uh, Mega Powers uh, uh, partner for the Fast and Furious franchise. I think uh, too much money being made there to have them not be in movies together because they can't stand each other. Isn't it also just? classic Dwayne to yes. be the bigger man. 100%. <laughs> I mean, you've seen that man. <laughs> In so many ways. He is all man. Um oh, man, man. Yeah. Fun fun fact or fun note. Uh so uh, WWE SmackDown premieres on Fox Television this Friday. It's it's back on a major network. Oh. And Rock announced today that he will be making appearance on said show. Of course, fantastic. Um, so because he coined the term SmackDown, it's yeah. his. Oh, that's true. It's yeah. his term. He made that thing up. So they got to have him. They got to have him on the show. So I'm very excited for that. Right. So that goes or that does it for all the uh, news this time around. There were there was many things to talk about. Um, we're doing really good for time here. 
su- surprisingly yeah. good for time. I'm there's gonna pat. Uh, there's uh, no eye of Agamotto. There's no time stone involved here. I'm gonna pat ourselves on the back here because here I think we've been yeah, pat pat. Anywho, so on to the giant size topic of the week, and this time around, uh, this is a topic that you came up with, and I was very happy to see it when I saw. I had a big shit eating grin on my face when you sent this across. I I had a feeling you would. <clears throat> I mean, like the part of it is because we we talk so often about it or or a lot of it is just, you know, it's like you send me things that are coming out um or I'll see something on Reddit and be like, "Hey, did you see this?" Yeah. Um but in particular, I was t- talking to a good friend of mine and in uh, about collecting and in particular about He-Man. Okay. Uh and because of He-Man and we uh, one of our previous episodes we were talking about He-Man Masters of the Universe like uh, the power con, the, 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 yeah, the movie, the the convention, and then yeah. also the new Kevin Smith series that's gonna right. be coming out, right? Yeah, um, and so that sparked the conversation of collecting because he's an avid collector of He Man specific stuff. I mean, he has a lot of different things, but in particular, He Man. Um, and then we were conversing about uh, Shira on Netflix, yeah, uh, how that could possibly be tied into the Kevin Smith. Uh, Netflix show, all of that, different things that we would like to see, stuff like yeah. that. But ultimately, it was just about kind of the, the the idea came from this idea of collecting, and it's something we haven't talked a ton no. about. I mean, we we've, we've talked about like different pop figures coming out, things like that. Yeah. Um, but specifically, collecting things, which is a huge part, I think, of the nerd community. I agree. I <coughs> excuse me. I agree. Actually, I I think it's you know, it, it's a it's a it's a very male thing, I have to say. Collecting, I know, you know, like my mother actually used to collect uh, vintage Barbie dolls, things like that. But a, a lot of a lot of the guys I know all have at least one thing. It could be anything from like shoes or wine or. I know plenty of women who collect shoes. That's true. I mean, I collect shoes. I've got a lot of shoes, <laughs> but um, I know plenty of people who collect shoes. Yeah. So. Uh, but yes, I this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart because it's something that I've done all my life. Um, can you recall the first thing that you like legitimately collected? Not the first thing you had like a couple of or really like, but the first thing that you actively like sought out every time you went to a toy store, or every time you went to a comic book store, or whatever the case may be. Star you know? Wars Legos. Okay, Star Wars. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. You got some killer ones Star in the Star Wars Lego sets. Yeah. Yeah. No, those were absolutely my bread and butter. Like I I had a lot of action figures. I played with action figures a lot, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I have to have, you know, this set or I have to have these ones. It was, you know, I, the things I sought out were the Star Wars Lego sets because they were awesome. You could build the ships, you get all the characters that came with them, yeah. all the extra, like, you know, Star Wars tools and stuff that, you know, they're, they were just so fun. I remember for like my 12th birthday, I think it was, I think it was like my 12th, my 11th or 12th birthday. I got the, it was the Gungan. No, it was the nap Naboo, uh, submarine from episode one. Oh yeah. That came with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Jar Jar. And it had like all this different stuff that came with it, but it was like this one full set and it was awesome. I just loved the I hell love of it. it. I, I spent like the afternoon building it. You know, everybody else wanted to do other things. And I was like, I'm going to be here playing with my Legos, building Lego sets. Uh, and, yeah, I remember trying to collect all the original trilogy sets that they had at the time. 
Um, I had a really small one. I remember that was just like the Emperor's Throne Room. Yes, I had that Jedi. one too. Yeah, it was my favorite. I played with that one the most. I was like, I absolutely ate that up. It was so good. Do you still have any of those those things? Um, Are they in like storage somewhere? So I have I have two sets. Actually, I have three sets uh, that I uh, two newer ones. One uh, that I still have from like '90s, which is Boba Fett Slave One uh, from the uh, Empire Strikes Back, um, and it's still got the original. Uh, Han Solo and Carbonite in the uh, so cargo cool. hold. So cool. No big deal. Uh, but then I've also got a um, uh, newer uh, edition of the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I've also got the uh, Poe Dameron. I've got the large and the small Poe Dameron I, X-Wing. I love that Poe Dameron X-Wing because it's black and orange. <laughs> it's so bad. You know, as a Giants fan, I, and it's black and orange. I'm every, like, yes, it's Every awesome. time I walked by that in, in Target or whatever store I'd see it, I'd be like, I... I just love that. It yeah. looks so cool. Totally. That's awesome. That is super cool. So for me growing up, I'm not going to count a lot of the toys that I had growing up because that was mostly gift based. It was mostly, mm-hmm. I was getting those for Christmas and birthdays and totally. Things. I think the thing that I spent my own time and money first collecting had to be baseball cards. Yeah. Um, that was just, I can, I can vividly recall, you know, taking the alternate route home from school so I went by the card store on my way home, that kind of thing, um, and just dropping copious amounts of cash. Well, for you know a twelve or thirteen year old, sure, you know however much cash a twelve or thirteen year old is going to have on baseball cards. So many of them. Um, I got rid of them, a lot of them, years ago. Uh, some of them I still have in storage in California. Um, my dad really wants me to get my stuff out of storage. <laughs> I can't blame him. He's calling you right now. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> so my phone just lit up. So he's listening to the show. For the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a lot of that stuff. So I think that was the first thing I I started I started collecting. Um, from sort of a from sort of a so let's get into like let's get into what we collect now. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, right now my main collecting habit <laughs> is uh, Funko Pops. Yep. Um, it has been for several years now, and um, very popular. Super, super popular. Um, I don't collect those. A lot of people collect Funkos. Well, a lot of people collect most. I should just say this as a caveat for this whole conversation. Sure. A lot of people collect things because of the value that they have. Oh, sure. Because yeah. of this, this idea that they can someday sell these things. There's a collector's value. Yeah. Yeah. And make a bunch of money off of it. Mm-hmm. I do not collect anything for what it might be worth. Mm. Um, I've never done that. I've yeah. never, I've never been a person who was like, Oh, I'm going to get this thing because you know, one day I can make a thousand dollars off of it. Same. Even back in the nineties with the comic book boom of the nineties, when they were putting out foil covers and stuff like that, mm. I wasn't getting those things because I thought, Oh, I'm going to put myself through college with this or right. you know anything like that. Um, uh, so yeah, so I, so I do the Funko pops. Um, I constrain, I have had to, I did, I've had to change this Funko Pop addiction I have a couple times. So it started off Star Wars only. Yep. And I was I had a ton of Star Wars ones. And I decided I was going to get out of Star Wars ones. And I was going to do comics, comic books, Marvel and DCs only. Now I have to do Marvel and DC only, but I have to keep it to just comic accurate things. I, go, I don't collect any movie pops okay. or anything like that. Okay. So it's the only thing I can do to like hold the collection down. <laughs> You have to resist. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, it, and the other thing too and is setting boundaries for yourself. It is I'm proud it, of you. For and it. the other, and the other thing too is you have to be willing to let go of things. Oh yeah. You have to be willing to pair the collection from time to time, mm-hmm. and and so things out and things in. And so most of the time when I get new things, it's because I've gotten rid of other things. Totally. Um, 
otherwise you just be overrun by stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so I collect so I collect those. I also collect um, Marvel Legends. Specifically, X Men related Marvel Legends. That's another constraint that I put on myself. Series of action figures. Action figures, yeah. yes. So, if anyone's familiar with the Hasbro line, six inch uh, Marvel Legends, I guess they call it one sixth scale or whatever they call it. Or, no, yeah, one sixth scale. Um, so, I love those. They're great. And, like I said, I, I keep it to just X Men characters. I've got a pretty decent collection of them. You keep them point. all in their boxes? No. I have got them out, I've got them displayed, <gasps> I've got them. In Just various kidding. in various uh, awesome poses, and I I I obsess, I'm not obsessed, but I really really like on Instagram the have you heard of um it's A C B A A C B A it's articulate A C D C no so there's a group called A C B A it's articulated comic book art oh. and so it's these a lot of people do it but you it's these people who take these super awesome photos of their action figures mm. with lighting and in scale and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So it looks like they've done the action figures come to life. Sure. You know, they've posed them and they've done all this. They've Photoshopped out the little wires and all that kind of stuff, um, holding them up just so it, it, it's super cool to look at it's, from an art standpoint. I think it looks amazing. And speaking of art, if you've ever wondered like how, I guess how detailed some collectibles can get, just go to sideshow collectibles sometime. Just go, just go to their website. Just go to sideshowcollectibles.com and like, look at these figures that they make and how like almost realistic they look. I mean, a lot of them really do look realistic, you know, especially the, you know, like the the Vader's and, um, you know, stormtrooper stuff, like all that stuff looks insanely detailed oh if i had unlimited funds oh of course yeah. oh my the, god that's the, other, the caveat is they're insanely expensive really expensive really expensive yeah. but the, the, you know that's those are the kind of like uh almost like pinnacle you know items for a lot of a lot of collectors out there and that's because they look so cool they yeah. just look real there's a lot of painstaking work that goes into making each one of those things um i, I think that's that's one of the reasons i don't know Part, partly because it's a it's like a financial thing like right you're an invest you're investing in these things mm-hmm. um and when you're uh investing in something it, it means that you have to kind of love it to a certain degree absolutely right? yeah um I, I i and i admire that about your ability to like put kind of like r- rules or boundaries on what you're spending your money on because i know that you really really love a lot of these things yeah right like yeah. If, it, if you had, you know, no boundaries, if sure. you had, like, I'm just going to, an infinite bank account, right? Myself included, too. Like, there's just so much stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't have enough shelves. No, I mean, I, I was just joking at work today about, you know, because I, we were talking about the shoes thing, right? Mm. If I had unlimited funds, obviously, I'd have to have a separate house for my shoes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because yeah. I would just buy, but I... You know, most people can't do the thing where you, you're trying to do the complete set, right? Most people can't have everything. Yep. So... You know, like you like we were saying, you have to sort of put some sort of boundary around yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, lest it just gets completely out of control and you find yourself broke. Oh, totally. You know, Um, so and that's the and you brought up the art part of it. Um, That's part of why I like collecting those two things in particular is because I treat them like art. Yeah. So I don't leave them in their boxes. Right. I've got shelves and display cases and things around my basement in my quote unquote man cave, if you will, you know, to show these things off because I treat it like, just like if I had prints on the wall Mm -hmm. and I do have prints on the wall, but plenty of those. Yeah. That's kind of how I like to, 
how I like to display things. I've got a couple other things that are fun. Um, but I think the, other, the only other thing that I, I guess I would say I collect is comic books. Sure. But it's very, again, there again, it's, it's very limited. Yeah. It has to be like the, a Hickman run of something. Yeah, or it has sure. to be just the mainline Avengers or just the mainline Justice League, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, just so it doesn't get out of control. Yeah, totally. Um, how about you? What are you, what are you into these days? I mean, I definitely still collect comics to a degree. I, I'm limiting myself to trades. For, for most of the trade paperbacks and some hardcovers, um, you know, there's there's certain runs that I still collect. I have all of Saga. I have uh, uh, once trades where volumes one through seven right now of Miss Marvel. Still working through that. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I I collect kind of like tchotchkes. You know, it's like whatever stuff kind of just is like, oh, that's really cute. That's cool. Or oh, that's cute. You know, like there's a few Funkos that I've got. You know, some from you and. Uh, some that I've just found at cons and things like that. Definitely a lot of art. I have a yeah. lot of art yeah. um, that that <laughs> needs to be framed uh, or and hung up. You know, but I've got lots of wall space for it too, which is the other kind of bonus there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like anything that kind of sparks that feeling of like sentimental value or nostalgia. Yeah, I'm more inclined to like you know take it home with me. Um, or, you know, have it on my shelf to, to remind me or to, to you know, spark those feelings whenever I need them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing is, 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 you know, I sort of interact with a lot of different people who collect things online and stuff like that. And, and sometimes I, I, I see their, they'll send me pictures of their collection or I'll see them on Facebook or wherever the case may be. And I'm very much inspired because people come up with things I never even would have thought of ways to display things yeah. or, or um, sets of collectibles that didn't encompass like the entirety of a line or something totally. like that, but was like very focused. Yep. And I love the, I love the thought that goes into those kinds of things. Occasionally you come across those people who you kind of, I don't, I don't want to say I feel bad for them, but I, it, I, you can tell there's like, there's a sort of a, uh, it's over the top. Yeah. You know, where like you, you'll, they'll show you a picture of the, like their basement or whatever. Hmm. And it's wall to wall. It's hoarders. Boxes of things, you know, and you know, with no room to walk, you know, it's hoarding. Yeah. And it's easy as somebody who collects things Mm -hmm. to see how it can get to that point. Sure. Because trust me, just like we got done saying, if I had unlimited funds and no constraints, I would go hog wild. I would, I would do the complete set thing if mm-hmm. I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but there's a lot of people who do it. Um, even though they can't really afford to do it, sure. they still just, they make weird concessions to try to do well, it. Well, you could, I mean, that's kind of the thing is like, if you look <laughs> at it, like hoarding is basically just an over excess of collecting things. Yeah. Just, just things, you know? Yeah. But in, you know, the, the, the other part is, you know, when you look at conscious collecting of like, you know, I specifically want this one thing or I want this set of things, um, you know, not every set of things. Right. You know, there's there's that clear line there. Um, a lot of times you can kind of mistake it for that, like chasing of nostalgia or chasing of that feeling, right? Like I'm just trying to get that childhood whimsy back. Yeah. And some, in some cases I'm sure that's true. Yeah. Um, but I think for the, the majority of people who collect or who have like, you know, they're kind of prized, you know, collectibles, things like that. They, 
they really just kind of they they hold on to that because it's such a core part of who they are. Yes. Oh, it's it's one hundred percent an attempt by all of us who collect mm-hmm. anything to um, show off a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we sit here every couple of weeks and we do this show yep. about all these things. Oftentimes the same thing sort of over and over again, because these are the things that we love. They're part of our identity. You know, they make us who we are to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in so much that you can own your own identity, collecting is a huge part of that. You know, um, it's great to say, oh, I've seen this or I've, I've been to these places and I've done these things and, and you can have those shared experiences with people. And I, you know, obviously interpersonal interaction is great, but you know, there's, and not everybody understands it. Certainly I live with somebody who doesn't necessarily really understand it, but there's, it, it's just a form of expression. It's, it's a way to express your identity to other people. Look, people come into my house that haven't been into my house before and they come down to the basement and they go, Whoa. Yeah. Like I do it every time because <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, and, and that makes me feel pretty good. I mean, I, I you know, especially for people I know who appreciate it, you know, um, some people come down and go, this is weird, you know, and I, and I get that. I totally get that. I'm a grown ass man with toys. I understand the, the, the sort of, uh, weirdness of that. I get it. I really do. But at the same time, it, it just, it's what makes sense to me. And I think if you ever lose sight of what makes sense to you, if you ever try to like not do a thing mm. because other people might think it's weird. Yeah. You know, um, you're you're doing yourself a major major disservice. Yeah, you're you're losing a part of yourself, and yeah. I think like, to a degree, like collecting things is almost innately human, right? Like, definitely, people collect all kinds of things. Oh yeah, you know that same person that is like, wow, you collect toys, that's so weird. But I'm gonna go home to my 24 cats, or <laughs> you know my you know my collection of uh, ceramic you know plates or yeah. my art or yeah. you know like wh- what have you my photos of my family yep. things like that like you know none of those are innately bad things no, no. they're just collecting you're just collecting things that you care about yeah with very few exceptions nobody's collection of anything is any better or worse than anybody else's Human collection skin. of things we're not supposed to collect that i said with few exceptions <laughs> fingernails <laughs> With few exceptions, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep listening. Yeah, your your all your hair dolls, <laughs> yeah. and oh god. <laughs> and here's the part of the show where we go off the rails. This is the jar of pig fetuses. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, Sorry, feet feti fetus eye. No, it's fetus. No fetuses. Yeah, fetuses. We're gonna go with fetuses. <laughs> I read the first fetuses. Time. Yep. Uh, like I said, English is easy. Yay. Um. So yeah, I I I I I love collecting things. You know, it's hard for me to not collect things. Mm-hmm. It's just been a part of my life since I could, could uh, since I can remember. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I won't, I won't look down on anybody for for whatever their passion happens to be, whatever thing. Because a lot of people like, you know, I, it, what what does my head in sometimes are those people who, and we all know these people. Well, we all know these. We all we know, know these we, people. You know who you, you are. know these people, <laughs> um, who like they might collect something that is very um, sophisticated books, you know, wine watches, you know, uh, uh, ties or something, you know, something that is looked at as kind of Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it's very sensible typewriters. Very nice. Yeah. Vintage, (laughs) vintage typewriters. Tom Hanks. 
vintage typewriter yeah character. cool yep that's awesome yeah all right um or like you know things like that <clears throat> and those some of those people would see a collection like yours or a collection like mine and go and go well that's silly you right. know is it though yeah. It's just a different thing. Yeah. It doesn't, you and I are doing the exact same thing. Yep. You just like different things than I do. One interest and another. Yeah. So anyway, to, to those people, if you happen to be listening, <laughs> get your shit together. Go type on a type. Yeah. Anyways. Um, is there anything that you would like to collect that you don't already collect? Uh, within, def- within reason. <laughs> within reason. Definitely. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, there's there's plenty of Star Wars stuff out there. I would I would love to get back into uh, Lego sets, uh, like heavy into Lego sets. Of course, there's so many amazing Always ones now. For every time I go to the store and I look down the Lego aisle, I'm like, yep, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. I was sending you pictures of the uh, the Dagobah X-wing uh, at Target right now. Oh my god, so, so good. Cool. But uh, yeah, no, for the most part, it's uh, it's you know things like like books, uh, comics, you know trades, things like that. Um, a lot of art. That there's so much art. We were showing the, the I shared the the we were talking about the bottleneck oh, Batman the noir, noir series. series. I would absolutely collect every single one of those because they are awesome, amazing, super awesome. Yep. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's that's kind of yeah. Those are my kind of main jam right now. It's like art books. Um, yeah, still like us to a degree. Okay. What about you? Yeah. Um, are you looking for anything in particular right now? I'm not, are you like I, no, watching, I'm not, watching for something to get launched. I'm certain. No, I'm certainly not looking for anything in particular. Um, obviously the toys thing has been a big thing. Um, that's a really good question. And I haven't, Is there um, a new pair of kicks that's coming out sometime soon. I mean, there's always a new pair of kicks yeah, coming out. Always, always a new pair of kicks coming out. Um, He's not getting a pair of kicks for himself. He's getting a pair of kicks for his kid. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I have to get him his annual his annual Jordans. Um, That's like a whole other like level of uh, of collectability, right? You like procreate in order so so that you have a another <laughs> set of feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know that there's anything really in particular that I'm looking to get. Oh, you know what? There is one thing I would like to get into a little bit. Um, there is a corner of my basement, um, that I think would make an excellent, uh, sort of game corner, video game corner. Oh yeah. Um, I would like to, cause I have the, the NES and the SNES, uh, uh, the retro classics. consoles. Yeah, yeah. I would like to sort of gather as much console stuff as I could. Cool. That new Genesis console that just came out, the yeah. retro one is apparently yeah. really good. I want to get that. I really want to get that Neo Geo arcade stick Ooh. that they're coming out with yeah. that has like 24 preloaded, mostly fighting games on yeah, it. I had, I had the, uh, the Atari one of those. Yeah. 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 You know, obviously we've talked about me wanting a switch and all that kind of stuff. So I'd like to have, you know, not a full video game collection where I've just got cartridges and shit all over the place, but a nice sensible, like, Anybody could come over and pick something up that like tickles a nostalgia bug, or yeah. we get a game, get a game of Mario Kart going, or totally get a game of Metroid or something happening, and 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 mess around with that. Yeah. So I think Why maybe not? that might be the next thing. Cool. Um, I fully support that idea. Don't tell my wife. All right. Shh. One day she's just gonna come home, and I'm gonna have a new TV <laughs> and like several things in that corner. She's sitting down there with like suspenders and a Mario hat on, and she's like. What? I'm gonna. It's a me, a Mario. I got you a peach crown. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Nice. I think that'd be fun. 
All right. Well, uh, we have reached the end of episode 24. Um, again, Spider-Man is back in the MCU. Yes. So, so happy. Whip. We, we signed off last time in a very dour mood. We were so sad. We were so sad. And this time around, so happy. So happy. Um, so, yeah. And again, I can't stress enough how, how much fun I've had in the, in the last calendar year yeah. doing this show. Um, it's been great. Yeah. It, I, it, it's one of those things that I worried. I, I, I will say I did worry when we first started talking about it, that we would never actually do it. Yeah. That we, that we would just like sit so around any other things. Yeah. Right? We would end up at breweries every other weekend going, yeah. you know, we should do that podcast Plenty thing. Of conversations where we're like, we should really do that. Yeah. I, I worried about that. And I, 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 I'm so glad we ended up doing it. Cause it's been, it's been so much fun. Um, here, here, just getting to, you know, talk about all this nonsense yeah here's to another year man yeah so uh thank you very much if you've listened to one episode or all of the episodes thank you very much for tuning in thanks for being here yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun we're going to continue to make these things um hopefully at some point maybe we'll think about trying to grow this thing um make it a little bigger <coughs> excuse me you can collect some of our stuff yeah every uh 12 episodes or so i'm gonna have this cough so uh <laughs> stay tuned next time <laughs> you'll know it's fall <laughs> you'll, know, you'll know what time of year it is <laughs> Uh, based on whether or not I'm wheezing into the microphone. Um, Some people wait for the change of tree colors, but we wait for nope. Adam to cough. Nope, you can tell. <laughs> Halloween, right around the corner. As far as, uh, as, as, as soon as I start to, to sound like I've got emphysema. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Heave. Heave. Uh, right. So, uh, as always, I have been Adam. That has been Andy. And uh, until next time, stay hella dirty. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Hello Nerdy Podcast. You know, if I sell a house, I can't come take a crap in that house. No, exactly. Because I like the toilet.